Grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ has risen. He has risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. I want to ask you on this Easter morning, how's life? How's it going for you right now? How's life? Are you a bit bogged down by the details of life? Some of you have had to go out and get yourselves some new computers and a better internet connection just so you can stay in, in, in touch with what's going on. Some of you have been trying to figure out how to get your camera at the right angle on your video conference calls so people aren't looking up your nose. <laughs> Some of you parents are now finding yourselves being refreshed and having to teach subjects to your children that you honestly haven't looked at in quite some time. But parents, if that's, if that's you, if you're having to do a lot of schoolwork at home with your kids right now, I have good news for you because I heard that tomorrow there's going to be a snow day. So you get the day off, you can just kick back, hang out, uh, sequester yourselves in your home with your kids. I mean, doesn't that sound nice for a change of pace? Okay, maybe, maybe not, but what's life looking like for you right now? Even amidst all the changes of life, there's still a lot of the same stuff that many of you are dealing with. Some of you are still trying to figure out how to go to work and do your jobs. Some of those relationships that were strained prior to a stay-at-home order may or may not have been repaired yet. Some of you watching this are still dealing with chronic illnesses and seeking treatment for those things in a whole different kind of hospital environment. Frankly, some of you watching this in the last month have had to bury your loved ones. Some of you have had loved ones die that you didn't even get to say goodbye to or as a family, a network of friends, you haven't had the opportunity to gather and have closure and comfort from one another. There's a lot going on in our lives. A lot of layers to life. A lot of details to deal with. How's life for you? What if I told you that there was more to life than just the details of the daily occurrence? What if I told you that there is a greater story at play in every one of our lives? And what if I told you that that story is also your story and that you are wrapped up into it? What if I told you that life is actually more than just the details of the day? On this Easter Sunday, the answer the answer to that, the answer to life's story is right in front of our very eyes. For on this Easter and every Easter, we celebrate the simple fact that Jesus is alive and therefore we celebrate the fact that Jesus is life. Jesus is life. 
If you hear me say nothing else today than these three words, let them stick in your ears and in your mind. And if you want to say it with me, go ahead. Jesus is life. Jesus is life. I don't know if you remember the slogan, but when I was growing up, there was this slogan that that everybody said. It was, uh, blank is life, the the rest is just details, and you you fill in the blank. I don't know if you remember that, but I'm pretty sure I had a t-shirt like this one, baseball is life, the rest is just details, or it was something like, maybe it was football, I don't know, it was some sort of sport, but that is life and the rest is just details. We wore these things as our apparel to make a statement, this is what I care about, this is what has my attention. Well, I think on this Easter we ought to change that a little bit and say Jesus is life, the rest is just details. As a matter of fact, I I started an apparel company, so... Here you go. Here you have it. Jesus, here, Jesus is life. The rest is just details. How's that? I, I don't know if you can tell uh, how high quality our camera is, but I'm going to look straight ahead because this is super high quality. I, I had it custom ordered, custom made, shipped expediently to me because I just had this idea yesterday. Actually, it's a piece of paper stapled to a hat. But how cool is that? Jesus is life. The rest is just details. Now, how's my hair look? Is that all right? Okay, good enough, good enough. I love this day. I love Easter. It is by far my favorite day of the year. I get a little bit excited to tell people the good news of salvation that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the life. But man, is this a weird Easter Uh, we went to Walmart to try to get some Easter lilies and you can't go in the plant area anymore. So they had tulips out. So I hope that this will do and bring you a little bit of Easter life in your homes today. Normally on Easter, we've got the organ blaring. We've got trumpets and horns blasting. Normally there's that smell of sausage coming from the church kitchen, wafting its way to the pulpit while I'm preaching. And man, I get hungry during that time. Easter is like one of those days where it seems like it's okay to wear hats to church. I should put my hat back on because, you know, it's part of the outfit or whatever. You know, Easter is this this joyous, big, awesome day. As Actually, I don't know if you're wearing your Easter best at home, if you've got a tie on or your Easter dress. I, I put a tie on, believe it or not. But if you're all dressed up at some point today, drop a, drop a picture of your family in the comments section. We would love to see you in your Easter best or whatever, whatever you're doing. This Easter is weird, though. Normally, it's a packed house here. I'm preaching to almost an empty church. There's just a handful of people here. It's, it's kind of weird to be in an empty church on Easter. But you know what? We can use that. We can, we can use that idea because churches all throughout the country and world on this Easter, I think, are empty of people. <laughs> but... On Easter morning, the tomb was empty as well. So let this serve as a reminder that the grave has been conquered and Jesus walked out of it. Easter, it is all about life. All about life. Today we're here to talk about 
life. Life. So if I asked you this question, what is it that you share in life with the, the, the vast majority of humans? Is there something you can think of? What's similar in your life to the rest of living people? What do you have in common with the most people? I asked my kids this question the other day. What do you guys, what do you guys think? What, what do all people have in common? And they, they shouted out, and, everybody has two eyes. Everybody has two feet. Everybody has a nose. I didn't have the heart to tell them that that's not necessarily all the time true. <laughs> so what would you say? What would you say? What is it that most people, actually I'm going to go so far as to say all people have in common? The way I would answer that question is this. The thing that we have in common, every single one of us, is the fact that we will die. Death is the great equalizer among all of humanity. It doesn't matter if, if you are rich or poor, black or white, uneducated or educated, a Republican or a Democrat. It doesn't matter who you are unless Christ returns first, every one of us will die. Death is such a reality in our world, and yet at the same time that we know that this is part of our reality, we spend our entire lives denying its reality. I've heard that the vast majority of American people don't even have a will to determine what would happen to their, their families and their children at the point of death. And most people don't because they don't want to deal with the idea that they're going to die. And, and yet when death rears its ugly head, we do absolutely everything we can to fight against it, to, to keep it at bay, even if it means shutting down our entire lives and our world and hiding out in our homes just to keep death at bay for one more day. We sometimes ignore death and oftentimes we just, we, we just don't want anything to do with it. Is there a solution to this thing called death? Certainly. Certainly there is. And, and the solution to death, believe it or not, is not a doctor. It's not a medicine. It's not some, some, some magic cure. The solution to death is life. And I already told you that Jesus is life. Therefore, Jesus is the solution to death. How do we know this? This is what Jesus' entire life was about. It's what his purpose was for coming into the world. As a church, we've been studying the Gospel of John all throughout the season of Lent. And how did the Gospel of John begin in chapter 1? It reminded us of the creation. And that in the creation, in the very beginning, God spoke. And when God spoke, life happened. The word of God is life. So John tells us that that word of life became flesh and made his dwelling among us, full of grace and truth. And that flesh, God in the flesh, his name is Jesus. 
And Jesus, when he walked on the earth, God in the flesh, everything he did, everything he did was to prove to us, prove to us, that all the things that seem to be powerful in this world have no power, have no power according to him. This is what the, the, all the miracles of Jesus were about. Go look at them yourself. Jesus restored sight to the blind. He opened up the ears of the deaf so they could hear. He made the crippled and the lame walk. Jesus raised the dead. And Jesus himself, on that Friday that we call good, carried his own execution device up that hill called the skull. And there on that cross, he hung his head and he died. They took his body down from the tomb. A man named Joseph of Arimathea, a a man who was a disciple, a follower of Jesus, but secretly a rich man, went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus and they put put it in a brand new tomb, one where only rich people should be buried, but poor homeless Jesus from Nazareth was placed in that tomb. And there they sealed the tomb shut with guards in front of it. And on the third day, that is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, on the third day, the stone was rolled away and Jesus walked out of the tomb and he appeared to his weeping friend, Mary. After that, Jesus appeared to his other disciples. And then for 40 days, Jesus walked on the earth, appearing to many people. If you were alive at that time, you would have known somebody's aunt or uncle or friend who saw Jesus. You could talk to them about it. His resurrection was proved to so many. And on that 40th day, Jesus ascended into heaven, where he currently sits on his heavenly throne, overseeing all things in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And as we confess in the creed, he will come again in glory to judge both the living and the dead. Jesus has promised in the scriptures that he will come again. Just as he came before, he will come again. And the Bible promises us that when Christ returns, all things will be made new. All that is broken will be repaired. All who are sick will be well. All who are dead will be raised to new and eternal life. Those bodies which you have seen be placed in the ground at the cemetery will rise, bodies and souls reunited, glorified, never to die again. Death itself will die, and all we will have is life in Jesus Christ. This is what is promised to us. This is the story that we are written into And that story began for us on the day that we were conceived in our mother's womb. Life is a beautiful thing. And this life that God has given to us begins at the very beginning. I don't know if you know this, but we have five families in our church who are expecting new babies to be born this spring and summer. Five, at least that I know of. If if there are more, let me know. But five that I know of. How awesome that God springs forth life even in the midst of darkness and death. 
This is the story of life in Christ. Life continues. Even in the midst of darkness, life continues. Even in the midst of death, life continues. Even in the midst of a world that seems to be trapped, life continues. You see, there is a bigger story at play in this world. And the bigger story is the salvation that Jesus has promised to those who believe in his name. The life we have in Jesus is bigger than the details that we deal with. Not saying that the details don't matter, they do, but I pray that you have a lens to see them through. And I pray that you would have life in Jesus' name. We say it like this at Saints Peter and Paul. Those of you who you know, are part of this church regularly, I think you know this. Those of you who are just tuning in today, I, I want you to hear this. That we who believe in Jesus are alive in Christ. We're alive in him. That's how the Bible talks. That those who believe in Jesus are alive in him. You can picture his life being wrapped all around you. So just as Jesus died and rose, so our lives have died to sin and we rise to newness of life in Jesus Christ. We are alive in Christ. And what that means for us is that in our lives now, we speak boldly to death and we say to death, oh death, where is your sting? (laughs) Oh, death, you have no power over me. We say that because we are alive in Christ now and forever. Man, John, who wrote the Gospel of John, that we've been studying as a church all throughout Lent, John wanted people to know this. He wanted people to know this. John lived a long life. He saw a lot of stuff. All the other apostles had been martyred for their faith and John was still living. And at the end of his life, he spoke these words. He gave us the purpose. He told us why he wrote down the story of Jesus. And it's for this reason. John says in chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe And that by believing in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, you may have life in his name. My friends, that life, that life, so often when we talk about eternal life, a lot of people think of eternal life as something uh, out there somewhere, something that's going to happen later. No, 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 no. You have eternal life even now. You have eternal life even now because in Jesus Christ you have life and you have it right now. You have it right now. And so what this means for you, what this means for you is that as your life is lived in Jesus Christ, it means you speak as one who has life in Christ and you live as one who has life in Christ. So you speak hope when people have fear. You speak joy when people are sad. You live with Jesus Christ and you speak light in the darkness and life in the midst of death. You speak peace in the midst of worry and calm in the midst of the storm. You speak the name of Jesus because you're alive in the name of Jesus. Yesterday, 
Yesterday, I, I came here to the church and I pulled out the nails out of this cross. This last week, uh, many of you, many of you came, uh, over a hundred of you, and pounded nails into our Good Friday cross in remembrance that your sin died with Jesus. Well, yesterday, I remembered that somebody needed to come and take the nails out of the cross. Normally, I don't do that. On Good Friday, we have volunteers that usually take them out, but it's kind of a powerful experience. Because it took me a while. Some of you, some of you really pounded those nails into the cross. I don't, I don't know if you were trying to play a trick or if you just really meant it. And as Marcus showed during the box, some of you put screws in the cross. I'm not sure that's biblically accurate. <laughs> but it took a while. I banged my hand a couple of times. My back and my wrist started hurting. But as I was doing that, I was thinking, huh, this is what Jesus does every day. Not that Jesus is sacrificed every day. We don't believe that. Jesus died once and for all, but it's what Jesus says to us every day. Our sins don't remain on him. The death he died, he died once and for all, the Bible says. And, and so when we confess our sins to Christ or when we sin against them, he already says, I forgive you. I forgive you. You are set free. You are set free. This is what Jesus says to us every single day. Now, I don't know who's joining us online today. I know a lot of you, but I also don't know a lot of you. I don't, I don't know your stories. I don't, I don't necessarily know what's going on in life. I don't really know where your mind or your heart are at in terms of, you know, even believing in Jesus. But I want to invite you to believe in him. To believe in him. I mean, Easter is the thing that changes everything. It, it is for the Christian church as well. You know, for Christians and non-Christians alike, I, I usually say this every Easter, but some of you have never heard this. I mean, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, there's no point in any of this. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, the Bible is bogus. Christianity means nothing. There's no reason that we should be singing or, or, or doing anything here at the church. I should just go home and enjoy some chocolate. So if you're wrestling with whether or not Jesus is real and what he says to you is real, well, first you... If you want to disprove that, you need to disprove the resurrection of Jesus. So, if you want to fight against the Christian church, go on a crusade to find the bones of Jesus. Because until you can do that, you at least need to logically consider that Jesus rose from the dead. There's recorded sources, many, that say he did. And if Jesus rose from the dead, it changes everything because it means that everything he said is true. And I pray that you hear today that everything he said and everything he did is good for you. No matter whether you believe in him or not, what he's done for you is good for you. Because he says to you, I forgive you. I love you. I want you to know that there is a hope beyond this world. I want you to know that there is a peace that's not of this world. I want you to know that even if you die by believing in me, you will have life in my name. 
and therefore you have life even today. I pray that you know that this is good for you. Open up the scriptures, read God's word. Let the the Holy Spirit work in your life. Let me close today in praying for you. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, you love us. You died for us. You rose for us. We have life in you forever, but we also have the fullness of life now. Jesus, let us not fear death. Let us not worry about the problems of this world. But dear Jesus, give us peace. Give us joy. Give us hope. Give us life for you, Jesus, our life now and forever. In your name, amen.